0: What's up, people? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton.
1: And I'm Carla.
0: And we are thankful that you've taken time out of your week to listen to us. Um, today, we're going to be talking about one of the things we always encourage people is we do date nights. If you listen last week, we dropped a podcast on or last several weeks. because I'm not sure when this one's going to come out on dates and we talk about that's important to do. You wanna keep pursuing your spouse. And we've also talked in the past, if you've listened to our podcast about you know deepening intimacy, especially spiritual intimacy. And one of the things that Carla and I did, started several, I don't know how many years ago, but that we started doing was reading a book together. And you probably heard the stories. I mean, it may take us a long time to go through a book. So We only go with one chapter at a time and use it for date nights. And that wasn't necessarily every week all the time. So it could take us a while. A year. Yeah. And, and hopefully you might be a little bit better be about that than we are. And one of the things, though, is a lot of people when they think, hey, that'd be a great <laughs> idea because it's a great way to generate conversation. It's a great way to build that spiritual intimacy is you're focusing and reading on books that are going to challenge you in different ways. They may be about marriage, maybe uh, something about your own spiritual life. It may be some other kind of truths or challenges there, but it's just a great place to foster discussion between a husband and wife on things that matter most. And those are the things about God. And so what we wanted to do today was give you some suggestions because I think a lot of times people think, hey, that's a great idea, but where do we start? What are some good books that we could read? Some of them on marriage, some of them not on marriage, but I think that are things about, hey, just to spur you on and grow you spiritually. So we are going to take today and talk about that. And so the way we're going to do this is we're going to sort of go back and forth. We'll let I'll throw out a book, then let Carla throw out a book and We'll just talk about it and some of the reasons we think that that might be something good for you to do. Now, you can go out, go out and you can get online and you can probably Google online about, you know, hey, what are the best books for married couples to read? And there's all sorts of books. And so, obviously, we're not going to cover all of them. but we haven't read all of them. No, we haven't read all of them. We've read a lot. <laughs> yeah, we, we have read, read a lot, but we
1: haven't read all of them.
0: No, and I'll be honest. We've read some, and I'm not going to mention those, but I've read some, and I'm thinking that's just not very good Uh, so okay no No, we we will will stay away from those these are books and i think all of them probably are ones that at least one of us has read okay uh some of them both of us and uh and so we're just going to go out there and throw them out there and hopefully let you run with this okay on your own um so you want me to start it off or you want to
1: well, I'm going to start because otherwise you'll take one of mine. And yeah. Johnny is a, let me say this, Johnny is a really prolific reader. So we're not going to, no one is going to compare themselves to How this. How many books
0: a year do you read, baby? You well, are good. we counting
1: all books or, no, or
0: what? No, all books. Something I mean, we can learn, we learn from all books.
1: All, we learn from all books. But um, I probably read a book. One to two books, maybe every two to three weeks. she read about a book a week. Uh, well, then maybe it's a little bit longer she probably read
0: somewhere, somewhere between, say, 35, 45 books a year, you think? Maybe,
1: if I count it. I don't ever count because I'm not like you who likes to count and then sort of I brag about it. I don't count
0: it. when Cole asks me.
1: Okay, all right. Well, anyway, so I'm going to go first because Johnny reads so many more. Um, that it wouldn't be fair. So I'm going to say, and this is going to be our marriage, but I think it is probably one of the books that impacted me the most. Um, it w- It's by Gary Thomas, and it's called Sacred Marriage. And I think it helped. Obviously, God had been doing a lot in our marriage through the years, and this is part of our story, is that God has used our marriage to stretch grow us, challenge us, teach us, put me on my face before him, literally in frustration at times, just not knowing where to go, what to do. And Sacred Marriage um, by Gary Thomas really helps you get, I guess you'd call the big perspective. And it's part of what, and we do use some, we use a a yeah, number we talk, of things. We've, for we've him. talked yeah. a lot
0: about Gary Thomas. If you listen to our podcast, if you've been to some of our seminars, we use his. We, we're a big we, believer in him. Yes,
1: and and we definitely quote his material and things like that because it is stellar. But one of the things that just resonated with me about that was how it helped me change the way I was looking at marriage. And again, when you come from the perspective of I want my needs met, Um, this is about me, my happiness, my significance, my whatever, it becomes very self-focused before you know it, and it's all about you, and you're forgetting that you're in this relationship that God is going to use your spouse absolutely to meet needs in your life, but it's not, God's got so many bigger purposes for believers in marriage, and it helped me begin to really see that um, really very succinctly after reading and studying that book.
0: Yeah, if I think of one of the lines, and this probably, this is a paraphrase, but the one that stands out is just the, the whole question. What if God designed marriage not to make you happy but to make you holy. Yeah. And it talks about that role of marriage. With and that is, that's a
1: huge line in that book. And again, he goes on later in other books we've read and other things that we've heard him in some teaching. And he says, I'm in no way meaning God doesn't intend for your marriage to bring you much joy and happiness. He does. But again, seeing the big picture of how, and we talk about this all the time, God's going to use your spouse probably in ways that nobody else is going to be used in your life, it's because of that intimacy. It's because we're in such close relationship that we see all the stuff in each other. So for me, that was a great book. I mean, I would highly recommend that one.
0: Yeah, it's and probably of all the books that we could mention, I I would put that at number one. Number one, okay. Because I think it goes...
1: It covers a lot of stuff. It's such
0: a different thing. So many other marriage books are on how to do stuff, quote, how to do marriage. And and this one, along with one other we'll talk about later, this one really gets to the heart of what's God's view and what's he looking at marriage to do. And while we're talking about Gary Thomas, let's throw those two other books that I think we'd recommend. Uh, Sacred Marriage, Sacred Parenting. Yes, I love Sacred Parenting. Again, and it talks about that whole responsibility that our goal in raising children is not to raise. The goal shouldn't be to raise happy kids. It shouldn't be to raise successful kids. Although those are good things on yeah. their own, it should be a to raise godly, godly children. children and those other things will come along after that but that's the most important thing. And
1: that that's huge so if you are listening and you have kids and you haven't read that one yet, I would really highly encourage that. That might be something your spouse would be willing to read with you and again, great discussions around what does that look like for us in wanting to raise as believers, how do we want to raise, you know, godly kids? That that the next generation, and so I think that would be a really cool, um, a really cool book to go through together.
0: One other, well, two other books by Gary Thomas that I will throw out there. One, Cherish. Yeah, and it's a really, newer book,
1: maybe maybe just in the last several years. It's yeah, not maybe four latest, or five years, yeah. if
0: that. Maybe even less. But I just remembered it was it sort of hit me hard just because it just sort of threw that responsibility on me and, and asking that question. And, and that idea that one day I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to, to tell him how I treated his daughter. I love it. Yeah, I know you do. I love um, it. I'd like you to read it. But that is it. a huge thing. And that's one of those things that women typically will say they want to be cherished by their husband. That's yeah. a great book to challenge you to do that. And then for those of you who may not be married yet, that you're single, and we do have occasionally have people that listen to this that are single, Uh, sacred search. Oh yeah. Is another great book. Both of my, both of our children read that and we gave that to them to read. Um, and it's just an excellent book in what to look for in somebody that you're going to choose to spend the rest of your life with.
1: Yeah, that's great. So if you're listening and you've got a a, children that are getting older, getting toward young adult college, even high school, Hey, give them that book or recommend they kind of read that. That would be cool.
0: Uh, all right. So let me go with one of the other books I'd read. Uh, and that's a book by Tim Keller and it's called the meaning of marriage. Mm, Um, I don't know that you ever read that.
1: I don't know if I read that one.
0: I've read that and it's been a while since I've read it, but I, I love Tim Keller. I love his approach and it's a whole lot. He and his wife talking about it in it together and just talking about, you know, that the idea of marriage is one of the key thoughts that I take away. It is a place where we learn to really serve each other. Yeah. It is that whole idea of, you know, practicing what God talks about, that agape love of sacrifice and service and putting the needs of the other ahead of your own. Okay. So I'm a big Tim Keller fan, so I would encourage you to do that. Um a couple of books that i've I've just gleaned through these and I really haven't read these all of these all the way through and those are by some of y'all may have heard them by John Gottman and oh yeah John uh-huh. Gottman is head of the Gottman Institute probably one of the leading uh, authorities when it comes to relationships. relationships. Although
1: we're not, I don't know that it's coming particularly from a quote Christian perspective. Correct?
0: No, not all the time. It's not, and and that's sort of a lot of the things. And and one of the things that we've seen, and that God's really sort of moving us towards our ministry, and this whole idea that you know, yeah, we want to be building those virtues in us, those Christ-like virtues when it comes to marriage and how we treat each other and love each other and patience and kindness and all of those things. But also we want to learn the skills to do relationships well.
1: And And that is something that sometimes people will say to us, you know, and we know they're believers and it's not that, it's not that they don't want to be loving their spouse well or have a good marriage, however you want to say that. But they're saying, we don't have all the tools, We don't know exactly what to do. And you and I are a case in point exactly that we did not have the tools. We did not have some of the know-how and we blundered and we made tons of errors. And so it's part of our heart toward no regrets marriage ministry is because we want to help people not have to have as many regrets as we had about the way we did things. So that's awesome
0: yeah, and one of our one of our challenges we see with the church in developing relationship ministries is I think churches do a great job. churches that are being biblical and teaching well, in disciple making, and, and really focusing on that sanctification and building Christ-like character and virtues in us. But I do think a lot of times their thought is that if people grow to be like Christ, well, they're going to automatically have great relationships, and that's not always the case. Yeah, I mean, because I definitely think we still the need to the that. tools and skills to do that well.
1: But I think again, in the whole and all of God's word, when you think about it, man, it is woven with relationships done well and relationships done poorly, and so how we do that is huge.
0: Yeah, we use, in the same way we use a lot of Gary Thomas's material, we reference it, we reference Gottman a lot. He's made an impact in what we teach and how we teach. And probably the one book, there's a couple of books, but one of them is called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. It's a practical guide, um, you know, from John Gottman. Uh, but it's great. And I think you go to a lot of marriage counselors and you see these principles they emphasize out, over yeah. and over and over again. We're gonna not going to get into them, but you can do it. And the other one are Essential Conversations for a Lifetime of Love by John Gottman. Okay. And those are eight different topics that he says, man, every couple needs to talk about these things in their relationship. Oh,
1: okay. All right.
0: And that's another thing we sort of... We put that in there. Those are some of the things we teach and we talk teach, about. Okay. But those are something I would say. What else have you got? Can you all think right, of anything well, else? I was going
1: to say, why don't you give one that's maybe not marriage, but maybe something that a couple like? Because you know, I'm I'm thinking if some of the men are listening, they may be going, "I'm not doing a marriage book." Um, I think women would probably be all over it, and I bet you, if I'd love to know the statistics on who buys the marriage books. Yeah. I'm gonna bet that it's the women. Um, again, because we're relational, we're driven that way, we're wired that way, we're interested in always making it better. So I'm, my guess is going to be it's women. But what might be another one that a couple might could do for kind of that idea of a date night or something they could work through over a season of time?
0: Um, gosh, I've got, I, I've I really you? got several. You don't know, say what?
1: Did I stump you?
0: Not at all. Oh. I'm just trying to think which one. I'm gonna come up with three. Oh lordy. Right okay, here. go ahead. Uh and these are all these are classics. Oh, classics. Um, okay. I'd say uh Knowing God by J.I. Piker. Okay. Um it is it's one of the classics in in Christian literature. Um and it is strangely enough j.i. packer was really one of gary thomas's mentors oh really okay um but it's all about knowing who god is and the character of god okay and i can remember reading that when i was young yeah tell you how long it's been out Um, yeah it's an older book it's an older book but it is hey truth stands the test of time And it is, uh, along with A.W. Tozer's The Attributes of God, knowing God is just one of the classics in exploring the character of God and knowing who He is. Okay. And uh, just a a great thing for couples to do together, that they can grow in their knowledge of who God is and grow closer together at the same time. Um, I think uh, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis Oh, okay. And here's one of the reasons I bring that up now. We live in a culture that's becoming more and more hostile towards Christians. Uh, The culture is, if you come out and you're going to stand strong on Christian principles.
1: Like marriage, like gender, like family. All of that. Like all kind of different things that God has defined what it is. Yeah,
0: we've seen a culture that's moved away from truth. Yeah. And and one of the challenges, and, and Peter, he encourages. He said, hey, "We need to know how to defend. You need to be able to give people an answer for why you believe what you believe." And mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis's classic book, is just a great apologetics book on helping us understand: Hey, why believing in God, why following Christ, is actually a really rational thing to do. Okay. Yeah. And, and to really i think bolster your own faith when you have the opportunities to talk to other people about Christ in our culture why being a christian makes sense okay so i think that would be good um and then i think probably one other one that i would say and i'm a big uh John Piper fan and that is the one talking about don't waste your life
1: oh yeah that's a good one that's a real good one and It will, um, that one may hit you too. And again, depending on what age you are, that may resonate, you know, differently. But the idea of the intentionality of our lives, um, man, seeing the, knowing that we have a limited time and how do we want to use it. And I would say that I think today, depending on what age you are listening and what generation you are in, meaning of what generation you were born, um, I think there's some challenges, obviously, in every generation as to what that looks like. I think in today's, or maybe the last two generations, what we're looking at is the insidious way that all of our electronic ability to connect, see, check out stuff, follow people, look at things, it is almost a a mind-numbing situation. Mm. And you think about it, you can think to yourself, you know, I'm going to look up and see how much a so-and-so costs me at the whatever store. So you go online, the next thing you know, instead of something taking you... You know, five minutes because you were just going to look up what a cost of something was. You are now fifty minutes because all these other things popped up and you start looking and scrolling, and that's just
0: looking for one thing. Uh, you're talking about not only that, but you get into you suddenly get into YouTube, you get into TikTok, and especially for the younger generation. That's what I'm saying. These generations, literally, they will spend hours, hours and of hours your day. glued to that screen,
1: and and before you know it literally your life is being sucked away almost in a way that you can't even quantify what you were doing. If you were, if somebody were to ask you, well, what were you, what do you do in your off time? You know, what do you do? And so I think there is a real challenge to be intentional with reading and focusing on things and good discussions between a married couple that's not just that mindless scrolling looking at social media looking at facebook so are we reading a book it may be sound old-fashioned but i think this is going to be a huge challenge to the generations that are behind
0: us okay your turn now i have thrown you
1: you have thrown me okay because i think i was also what was the last one you said
0: uh, we talked about mere Christianity. We talked about knowing God. We talked about don't waste your life.
1: Don't. Oh, I said, okay. So I agreed with, with the one on Piper's You're just don't gonna
0: agree with me. Yeah. I was just
1: going to agree. Cause I've read that one too. And that was very powerful. Um, another one again, really, really old. Um, again, this goes back to a marriage. So somebody might not be interested in it. It's called the marriage builder. Okay. Um, it's who an older that? one, but it is really powerful again. Sort of the idea of who wrote that? Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, I gotta check, we'll have to tell them the next podcast. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> See, I'm terrible at stuff like that, I can't that ever remember bad. the names. It is bad, so I didn't Larry write it. Down. Crab, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Crab, yes, you win. Okay, I win. yes, yes. So, okay, um, old. But really good, and again, it's the idea of let's reframe kind of what God may have intended for our marriage and how we develop intimacy and the different levels. And so it's really some profound ideas, and it, it's really um, it's very cool. So again, if you're interested in that, that that's a good one. Um, okay,
0: okay, I've got I've got a couple more as we sort of wrap up, and these are not. Um these aren't marriage books. Okay, I think they're books that I look back. Is it back anything
1: light? I mean, is, is anybody thinking, "Oh Lord, it sounds light? like
0: they I don't know." Well, I
1: mean, maybe not like a theology book or something, but something that still might challenge and spur some well, good conversation.
0: Oh, I can. Th- I think they'll challenge. They'll, they'll, they'll challenge, challenge them yeah. they challenge me, whether they challenge them. I just think they're books, and you know, I think I'd recommend books that were you know, sort of pivotal in the way that I think and what I believe. Right. Okay. Uh, Two of them are by a gentleman named John Perkins. Uh, John Perkins is one of the great leaders in the, in the black church. And he has done, he was from the civil rights era and he has done huge, uh, huge work in, in the justice movement. Um, And a couple of books that I would recommend by him. uh, One's called Let Justice Roll Down. Okay. And it is on biblical justice. And that is definitely, I think, something that we need in our country today. Okay. Uh, And it's the idea, especially, you get a lot of social justice, but this is the idea of justice plus Jesus. Gotcha. And then the other one, and this, I think there's no doubt that we've got people, and we've been there in places where we're just hurting. And, you know, there's a lot of things in marriage, whether it be lost jobs, uh, the death of a child that we've experienced, just the heartbreak that comes from life itself. And it's another book, and it says, Count it All Joy, and it's The Ridiculous Paradox of Suffering.
1: Ooh, who's that by?
0: John Perkins. Oh,
1: that that you said that. Okay, gotcha.
0: So those two. And then one last book, and that is, I guess this is a lighter book, and it's just such a challenging one, I think. I think it's such an encouraging one, and that's Randy Alcorn's book on heaven. Oh, yeah. You know, we first came across it after... Our son, Zach, died. Is this the short
1: version or the long version? Of what? You know, there there's one of his books about heaven. It's a little no, this shorter one. This is the, this one. Is and the then, big one. And is this is a one. big one. Well, what I this was going to say. This is the big say, one on heaven. I know. I was going to say, there is a smaller one, I think, that's... Got some of the parts in it, but it's not as comprehensive. But it's it's as not. This one. isn't
0: a hard read at all. No, no, all. no.
1: It's not a hard read. It's a
0: really good. And it just forces you to think about it. In It'd a be way. great
1: discussions. It,
0: it's great discussion. It's a way to think and dream, and you know the the reality is both Paul and Peter say, "Man, we are not meant for this world." I mean, we are, and that God allowed us to be born, and we live We're our humans. lives here, and we live a life of. To honor Christ as we live here and everything we do, our marriages and everything else. But we're created for eternity and to spend eternity with God in new heaven, new earth. And it just makes sense that we ought to know what we're looking forward to. Yeah.
1: How do we know? How do we look forward to something we don't know about?
0: So many people have this misconception of what heaven is going to be like. You know, from the stereotype of... Singing forever. Yeah, sitting on clouds, it's going to be one big sing-along. I can (laughs) can remember sometime when I was at a a youth thing and this worship leader who wasn't getting a whole lot of response from the kids was like, man, if you don't like this singing, you're going to hate heaven because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be one great big praise and worship time. And that's all it's like, no, that's not it. We're going to have the opportunity to live life in a renewed earth where God comes to make his dwelling with us. No sin, no sorrow, no death, no sickness forever and ever and ever and ever. It will be incredible. Yes. And so that is, we'll end on that note. That that is a book that is full of hope. It offers great discussion for you as a couple. And, uh, I, I just hope you'll do it. I just hope you'll pick some of these books or like I said before, or there's pick other books. Else. Yeah. Hey, some of them, Gary Thomas's books. I think they're real simple and easy to read. Hey, take a chapter at a time, one chapter a week, one chapter every other week. But man, I think that is a great way to be intentional about building having a marriage. Con-
1: and having good conversations. Yeah.
0: And so I would just really encourage you to that, you know, we're always talking about forging a marriage And forging is all about building something that's going to be strong and that stands through the seasons of life and marriage. And I I think picking any one of these books, and there's lots of others, these are just a few that we would recommend to just keep on forging those marriages. So on that, we will say goodbye.